On today's Restump Podcast, well, the first real one of 2024, we'll have a look back at the practice match against West Coast, whatever you can make of that thing. Not much really to talk about there, I wouldn't have thought, but we'll give it a crack. The Chief's got a list about a mile long of people he wants to give a bake to, so we'll give him about 60 to 70 minutes to do that. And apart from that, I don't really know. <laughs> We're all getting pretty excited for the Friday night's game against Port and the start of the season. But let's get cracking right after we start wearing purple with Goggle Badello. Start wearing purple, wearing purple. Start wearing purple for me now. All your sanity and wits, they will all vanish. I promise. It's just a matter of time. So, yeah. Welcome to the Repost. Welcome to the Restump Podcast. My name is Brett George McDonald, joined by a man who would not leave me alone today. He couldn't say I uh, start the uh, fantasy footy competition to save his life. Ruined my day at work. Ruined my life, pretty much. That is a former former friend of mine, Greg the Chief Dwyer. Yes, hello, Jojo. Mate, I'm out of practice. What is going on? We've oh. done, we left it too long. Mate, will you burn the candle at both ends? You, you know, like, when did you get back? Today? Or... Or yesterday. Get back? What are you yeah. talking about? Oh, come on, man. Come on. You've been, you've been on the Taylor Swift tour. You've been following her around the country. <laughs> oh, my God. That's why we've had no podcast. And, oh, uh, imagine. Come on, mate. You, you actually thought about going to Singapore, didn't you? To follow her. <laughs> I'm, I've got to be close to the most anti-Taylor Swift person there is, I think. Don't believe it. Don't believe it. I haven't. Got, I didn't get to speak to Chloe for about two weeks. She sat on the bed making those stupid beaded wristbands to take to the um, take to the Melbourne show. Right. It's, it's ruined. Taylor Swift is ruining relationships. She's ruining households, destroying families. <laughs> so you did go right. Okay. I'm putting it fairly and squarely on her head. Yeah. Right. Jeez. Oh, what a load of garbage, mate. What a go. I don't know any of her songs other than that shake and bake song that she does. Uh, other <laughs> so it sounds like you're more of a fan than me. Uh, you know that Taylor Swift um, can't complain, Jojo. They couldn't get any media exposure. Some character called Harley Reid was taking it all. So you know you're doing you're doing well when he. It's kind of it's kind of calmed down a little bit though, hasn't it? Has it? I don't know. I haven't really paid attention to anything over the course of the last couple of months, so maybe it hasn't. But no, true. Anyway. He didn't. It's just from watching the the snippets of the game last week. Hmm. It seems like they're going to try and feed him a lot of cheap footy. He took kickouts. Yeah. Like it, he's getting the Nick Dacos treatment in a team that's no good. Yes, that's yeah, it's exactly what's happening. But And then, oh, I know it's early days and whatever else, but he makes a very easy kick and hits a teammate on the chest and suddenly it's, wow. No, well, no wonder he nah. won't pick one. Well, as if that wasn't going to happen. We know that's going to happen. The what? We know that's going to happen. You could knew that was going to happen from a long we way. Did. It's going to happen all year. We did. We did. Yeah. You know, um, Jody, we've been you've been you've been absent this preseason. You're like you've been away with you know Taylor Swift, the fairies, whatever else. We've had no, uh, and I blow, it's blown me away. We've had so many requests. Where's the pod? Where's the pod? You know, mm. all those requests for the pod. I've got a two part question for you. Firstly, how grateful are you for those messages and, you know, requests and whatever else? Secondly, given our nonsense is resonating with people, how worried are you for society? <laughs> well, on the first part of your question, I'd much rather people saying, where's the pod, than like, thank God they're not recording that this year. <laughs> Which I'm sure could be out there. I mean, you've got to go and search this stuff out, don't you? I'm sure yeah, we only got the minority. Yeah, <laughs> and we do live in an echo chamber of our own um, yep. kind of wants and needs, don't we? So, we're, like, we're probably only seeing the good stuff. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you why. I'm very worried for society. Um, <laughs> you've, been, you've been worried for society for like the last 20 years. I, have. I tell, tell you what, you're talking about you've had a rough pre-season. You know who's had a rougher one? Will Schofield. <laughs> He's blowing out the cobwebs, though. Did you, did you, you watched the game the other day, didn't you? Well, I was trying to watch it, yeah, but mm. I kept looking at interrupted by someone who couldn't figure out how to use a computer and a basic <laughs> website. 
Oh, no. You wouldn't believe it. And you, I'm not sure if you've ever tried to run a fantasy football competition. This guy almost deleted all of our keepers from our keeper league. Almost. <laughs> he did. Yeah. I didn't know what was. Well, this is the problem. You go away, you leave me the keys to the podcast, the social media, I butcher everything, and I nearly cost us our entire league. There's, there's a lesson. Don't go away and leave me in charge. That's the lesson. Uh, but Will Schofield, Jodo, in that, in that game, we've got three. We, Tom Emmett, he's got, uh, he was part of a triplet. Josh, <laughs> Josh, Maddie, and Tom. They're tri- they're, and we've all got them at Freya, evidently. So he's, uh, oh, he's a bit rusty, uh, Will Schofield. And we'll let it slide that we've also got a Jordan and a Dylan Clark. I won't pull him up on that. <laughs> <laughs> Who did Dylan Clark play for? Was he a North Melbourne player? Was he North? Essendon. Was it? I don't know. There was a Dylan. I'm sure there's a Dylan Clark somewhere. Yeah, there was. He's now at Fremantle alongside his brother, Jordan. (laughs) (laughs) He had a man. I don't mind. Uh, You always give him a hard time. He's like an easy target for you. You just go at him. You go at him all the time. No, I love him. I'd much rather hear him on the TV than a few of the other guys that are floating around. So would I. But I love it because he takes it well and he gives it back. That's why I love it. Form appeal, great. Yep. Appeal champion. It does. Restum. Like, it's pretty obvious. It's pretty obvious where his um, allegiances lie. But I think even in terms of that, mm. he still does a pretty good job of presenting a relatively even-handed approach to his commentary. I reckon he does a great job yeah. in, that, in that sense. Yeah. Well, you're allowed to have a bias. Like Everyone's got a bias, whether you definitely. disclose it or not, right? Yep, definitely. And I don't even mind it when people do. But You're out there bashing him nonstop. Yeah, no. And he, I love it. He loves it. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What do you think, like you're Jordan? a bit thirsty for his attention. You're like reaching out. You're going to tag him in your um, your Twitter post? Hey, damn sure I don't got him. <laughs> It's um, we've got to get we've got to ride someone's coattails, so yeah. may as well be his. Um, tell me about the game, Joe. What did you like? What you didn't like? I, I, I watched a bit of it. To be honest, I found it a little bit difficult to watch in patches because yep. I, I really enjoyed seeing us move the footy. Um, especially there was a couple of patches where we moved it from half back and like Hayden Young kicked it through the middle, and we ended up with Drizzy on the other wing and. You know, then fed it forward and we kicked a goal. Like the ball movement was better, but it's pretty hard to understand whether our ball movement's better or West Coast are even worse than what they've been over the course of the last few years, which I think is a distinct possibility. Yeah, I'm going to reserve judgment until we play an opponent. So, yeah. well, it was effectively a training run, right? Like it really was. No, I actually don't mean any disrespect to West Coast. They're in a different position to what we are. We're moving up the ladder. They're kind of nestling in down the bottom for a couple of years. Like, then you can't expect them to be good. You know, um, disrespect's all right. That's okay. <laughs> no, you know what I mean? Like, essentially, they're witches' hats. Even yeah. during the season, they're going to be witches' hats. So, you want to be able to look good yeah. when, you, when you're when you up and running. You just, yeah, it's it's hard, it's hard to gauge. But I think it is, isn't it? from what we've seen, we do look, we look like we've had another preseason. Yeah. I, and I, that, I, that's I, what I kind of took out of it. The bodies are bigger. Yep. Um, Everyone looks a little bit more composed and got more time on the footy. Yep. We didn't look as panicky as what we did at times last year. But I think we'll know a lot more after we see them play Port this week, even though it's another one of those kind of Mickey Mouse games. I think Port will provide a little bit more of a stiffer opposition. Oh, massive. Or anyone would have provided a stiffer opposition than West Coast. But you, we'll see a little bit more, I'm, I'm sure. Do you know the wooden spoon market? Sports better betting without the fa- favourite. They're betting without <laughs> Um, I, I agree. With you. I think we moved, did, you know, all in all, the opponent taking the opponent into account. I, I think that I saw better movement with the ball. I, re- I thought uh, we used the handball a lot better. Um, it seems the like we were instinctively kind of yeah used that first option as you're about to say and played yep. on a lot, a lot more as well, right? Like yep. we would we were willing and going rather than backpedaling and looking for an option. Yeah, absolutely, and that's really. Whether that was the case or we were allowed to do that or not, that's all you can take out of it, I think. Um, but we spoke about this a lot. Well, we've spoken about this every year um, over the course of the last couple of years leading into mm. the season. And 
I remember last year I was I, I was pretty heavy on the fact that we just didn't have a forward line, and that's why there was a hes- hesitancy to kind of get the ball moving quick and get it going forward. Yep. But mate, you look at our forward line now. Like, I, if I was playing in that midfield, I got every confidence to kick it to Josh Tracy, to kick it to Jamis, to kick it to Luke Jackson. Mm. But I mean, we didn't have that set up, and those guys are another year older. Jai kind of proved himself to everyone last year. Josh yep. Tracy's had an awesome preseason and off season. It looks so, like he looks like he's come back and taken up the challenge to kind of hold his spot and fight off tabs for that um, third Ooh. forward spot. Ooh. Oh, it does though. I mean, like he looked, he was impressive. I thought you didn't let me on the the Matty Tabernacle uh, bandwagon last time. Well, I still think he's a good chance to come up, but I mean, that's what you want. You, you know, with Matt Tabernacle kind of coming back. And and playing, yeah, you know the challenge was kind of laid down to Tracy, and I reckon it, it looks responded. as though he's responding. Yeah, I, I think so. Even though devoid of a backline, West Coast backline. Yeah, no, for sure. Yep. Like Brady Hoff is your third tall, isn't? Yep. Um, <laughs> isn't exactly daunting, is it? No, um, but, but I no, think but you're right. Yeah, I think, but um, I think having something to kick to improves your ball movement because you got confidence to play on and move the footy, knowing yep. that when you turn and look, there's going to actually be a good option to kick to. You've and got, we didn't have that coming into last season or the season before. No, that's right. But, I mean, and you know it doesn't matter whether he takes it or not. He's going to force that um, contest. He's going to bring the ball to ground. And then A bit he, like Rory Lobb used to do when he was here. Do you remember him? Rory. Can't recall. Blonde hair. I look like with one arm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but if you don't get Trace, you know, you don't, you've got Jackson there. He was unbelievable. Yep. Like. Opponent or not, we'll keep saying it all night, but opponent, he was unbelievable, Jojo. Some of the things he did, you know, you shouldn't be able to do that if you're that big no. at all. So I don't know if this is a big call or not, and you can maybe tell me if it is, but I'm saying right now he's yeah. uh, the best player on the Fremantle list. And I think there's him and it's probably a gap after that. It is a big call, but it's probably getting I'm, – I'm not quite there. Our best player, yeah, but it's hard. Most, da- it? most most damaging player, the player that's going to influence the result of most ga- of more games than any other player this year on our te- in our team. I would think that depends on that Fife's body. If Fife's mm-hmm. body holds up, I would love. For, how good would it be if he could stay fit? But oh. even watching him, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm still thinking it's a case of when. Really. Well, it's I, mate, I watched how many the, years the, in a row? Like you, the you know the the out the outlying result would be him playing a full season. Like yeah. that just seems highly unlikely. Yeah, it does, and I'll probably manage him anyway. But, yeah, for sure. But I mean, manage him or not, how many games has he managed each year for the last what four or five years? Yeah, true. Did you? You wouldn't have seen it. You were at the Taylor Swift concert. There was a. There was a. <laughs> There was an interview. There was a, there was a fluff piece on Channel 7. Um, yeah, yeah, that was you saw it, did you? Oh, no, I was just guessing. Oh. Sorry. Well, there was, but if you listen to him, there's a different sort of tone no. in the way – not a tone. A, come on. The way he come across is that <laughs> – You're not serious. No, I'm serious. He didn't have, he didn't oh. have confidence in himself, in his body the last – Well, he said he did. No, he didn't. Not last year. He didn't. He didn't. He went on, on the same fluff piece he did last year. He no, said he had no confidence in his body. No, he said, he said, I haven't got confidence in my body last year. Hey, in the lead into last year, no. different, all we heard different about- five. Different kettle no, of that's crap. That's crap. In the lead into last year, all we heard about was how fit and healthy he was, how he was willing to embrace this new forward role that he'd been given, how he didn't want to play in the midfield no. anymore. He knew it was his time for the team to go forward and to fill a different role. That's all we heard about preseason. I've got the receipts. That's not what happened. That's oh, not what it, um, Anyway, 20 touches to halftime, seven clearances. Again, you know, opponent. But in a half a footy, he's back. I Sorry, but him playing on Harley Reid at the moment is like me lining up on Sonny in a father-son game. Like, it, no, it's not. Sonny, Sonny's got your measure. Um, <laughs> no, it, it, I know, I know. But it's just you, you're doing everything because you've been like, he's no good, get rid of him, he's broken down, he's finished. You're doing everything to try and you're digging deep to try and be right. It's not true. That is true. It's absolutely true. It's not true. My, I've never said he can't play anymore. I'm saying I've got zero confidence in his fitness and health and his and the yeah. integrity of his body. He just gets injured too much now. Getting those eggs ready. Going to be all over your face. 
Um, I'll tell you what I did like, Jojo, and I didn't see coming, but I probably should have done or should have contemplated it. Jago Mira out to the wing. I loved it. I loved it. I think it's a good fit. I think he's that going to be that reliable. I mean, we know he's, he's that reliable, solid type that will hit targets. He's had that. He's got the polish on the wing that we probably haven't had for a fair while. And I think it's going to be great. I think he's going to grab one of those wings and uh, he's going to be, you know, pinch hit in the midfield and maybe up forward and that. But I think he's going to hold down one of the wings. Yeah. So, yeah, possibly. I don't know. It looks as like they're going to do it a bit by committee. I still think Sharp would own one of those wings yep. at this point. Yep. I'd love for a Driscoll to, you know, have the second second mortgage on one of them because – he had a really tough year last year, but the year before that, yep. you know, we all thought he was the answer out there. But no, you, no, you're right. And I, I mean, you're probably st- you're stealing content from one of the listeners that sent in a question about that midfield depth and how we accommodate everyone. Right. But I think you go back to last year and I think we spoke about it, more probably referencing Erasmus and Johnson and these kind of guys having to find a, like another string to their bow to be mm. able to get some fit- game time. Yeah. But I mean, you can really apportion it out to just about everyone running through that midfield area, right? Like- yeah. All those guys are going to have to be able to either go forward or go to a wing or run off half back in the case of Hayden Young. Like you're going to have to have a second area of the ground that you can impact in order to hold your spot in the 22 and yeah. get game time in the in the 18, right? Absolutely. And it, but it is pretty much today's football. You've got to be versatile, don't you? You can't be a one-trick pony. So, no. Yeah, you're, yeah. Well, you, you think about our midfield, though, and the guys that you've seen kind of running through the practice matches, you know, the intra-club stuff. Yeah. You know, you kind of don't even consider guys like Brody anymore, which he should be because he's had a ripping preseason. Um, you know, yeah, he has, yeah. Brody, O'Meara, Young, Fife, Brayshaw, Sarong, Johnson, Erasmus. Yeah. Like, the depth there is huge, and it Where would be a challenge to fit them all in. In, in saying what we're just saying about you've got to be versatile and you've got to have a, a second string to your bow, where does a Brody fit in? In terms of where else does he fit? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Can he play? But I mean, like, you see you see Brayshaw out in the – he played quite a lot of wing time in that yeah. game. Um, and I think that's – I think that's in particular for him in contrast to Sarong. Brayshaw is a ball winner. Yep. If he can exist out in the wing, continue accumulating the footy, like that's what he does. He wins the footy. Mm. I mean, it's probably not altogether a bad thing even for his development to learn to play more on the outside. Too. As well, yep, yep. Yeah, and yeah, to definitely. work on that side of his game. Yeah. Because, you know, he's kind of led the line and done that. But then if you – I thought the way Fife and Young combined when they were in the middle and the way they won stoppage. Yeah. I know they're up against a bunch of kids, but – I don't know. There was something about them. They looked like they combined well. They were spaced well. Um, so they won. What? They won a lot of clean footy together. Do you know what I'm telling you? That's the difference of when you got a nat five in there, because that presence and that ability to hold a player off while someone creates space. So he creates space for his opponents. You know. So yeah, everybody looks better when five. Not not downplaying. Young or Sarong or anyone like that. But everyone may, has got an easier job when Fife's there, for sure. Yeah, I, I thought Young was good. I've kind of wanted to see more of halfback. And I loved his um, use of the footy a couple yep. of times um, off halfback. I think you don't want to lose that altogether. And I don't no, think we will. He's going to spend enough time there to still be kind of a halfback mid. It does, um, doesn't it? It does look like that, doesn't it? You know? Well, and we've got Chad, that many guys that can run through there. We They'll, they'll cycle him through, but... Hmm. No, I think a midfield, it seems to be in pretty good shape. Really, really good shape. I mean, and it's easy to say that in February when you haven't played a yeah. game yet. We'll find out more in March, I suppose. But, yeah, that's um, right. At this point, you've got to be pretty happy with where we're at. But even Erasmus as well. He came on, again, he was fresh when everyone else was. Yeah. All right, he's got a bit of work to do still, though. I thought he'd come back a little bit better this year. Yeah. I don't know. I think his disposal still needs a bit of work. I'm I, I'm high on him. Like I'm I've probably been as high on him as anyone. Yeah, I love what he does. Um, but I think he's still got a little ways to go. Okay. Yeah. That'd be my that'd be my. Th- I I can't imagine he'll be. Oh no, it's hard to see him breaking into the team and playing a meaningful role at this point. He'll have to earn his spot. Yeah, it's well. Then you got again. 
not necessarily that same position, but to run through, you've got that Cooper Simpson that looks like he's flying. So it's just the numbers. Someone, are, I can't remember who said it, but it was someone who like was relatively well-connected to the club yeah. a couple of years ago when Johnson and Erasmus were drafted. Yep. And, you know, they weren't doing poorly down at Peel, but said that it's almost a, like an unwritten policy at Frio at the moment that these kids that are getting drafted can't walk into the club and expect a game. Yep. Yep. You know, it's like, you know, you have an impressive preseason, whatever it is, there's an apprenticeship program almost that goes on down there where yeah. you have yeah. you earn your stripes at Peel. And I'm all, I'm all for this Cooper Simpson stuff. Like, yep. it's fantastic. It's really exciting. But I'd also don't buy the fact that he's going to get an extended run in in the purple. I think he'd be wearing the teal. For, no, I agree with you, but but it's it's another number. Oh, for sure. Like he looks stacking, like an AFL footy player. Like, yeah, but that's what you that's what you're looking to find. If you get one at 35, you're doing all right. Yeah, but like it's even down at Peel, it's another number that um, Will Brody's got to compete with, or yeah. you know. So it's just it's building that incredible depth, which makes players above them better, doesn't it? So. Well, it, it kind of made it, you know, we've, over the last few years, we've made every pick count and it looks like they've kind of mm. done it again. I mean, we don't know much about Delenn, but, you know, picking at 35 and finding one, like you'd class the draft as a success, I would have yeah. thought. I reckon, I reckon Jack Delenn must be a massive pest. <laughs> because on, on all the, all the highlight reels of the intra club games and whatever else, he was always getting smashed and slammed into the ground. It was like they wanted to get him. So I reckon he must be like a Hayden Ballantyne pest or something, which would be great, which would be absolutely great if he was. So um, We kind of moved on from O'Driscoll, but did, like, he's one of the guys I think that a lot of our improvement can come from. Like you, You're looking at where our organic improvement's coming from our young group, and we got really nothing out of him last year. I reckon if he finds a spot on the wing and then we've got Sharp in and he's all right on a wing – and then you get a bit of natural improvement from the other guys that we've drafted really high. You know, you mm. know Amos is your young, Sarong, Brayshaw taking another step. It's all starting to kind of come together, isn't it? Am I allowed to think that? They're calling him the pan, Jojo. <laughs> They're calling um, the, the disco the pan as him flash in. Flash nah, in come the- on. See, come on. He's had, his, he's had his five minutes, 15 minutes of fame. No way. No, he's, I think I'm going to be right there. I, I, no, I'm only mucking around. I, I still don't know. I'm still not convinced on his disposal. I don't think he's he's great. That left foot kick for goal, yeah, okay. That's he kicked that one, another one on the on the weekend. Around the ground, hitting teammates. It's weird his goal kicking at AFL level. Hey, he, he doesn't. He didn't kick him as a junior. Doesn't no, I kick know. him at waffle level. Yeah, gets into the AFL team, just slots him from the pocket. It's quite. Uh, yeah, it's it's quite interesting. A bit like um, Tommy Emmett. Really didn't show much appeal. Steps in the AFL and grows a lot. I mean, some people play better at a higher level. Brandon, hello, Brandon Walker. So, you uh, feel them do, don't they? They need you know cleaner footy. More, you know, yeah. whatever else. But, yeah, I, I just – I'm not convinced on the Disco's disposal around the ground. But I really hope – I hope I'm wrong. I really hope I'm wrong. Uh, he, the back line has been settled for years. Yep. They seem – I don't know, as a group, with, with Coxie coming back in, Pierce, Ryan, Jordan Clark seems set for, set for a Flooring. massive year. Flooring Jordan um, Clark. But it's not just his um his play on the field. He seems right. to be taking on like real leadership kind of responsibility. Yep. And I know it's garbage kind of stuff, but you know the social media posts that you liked. Yep. Like he's someone that um is vocal, someone yep. who's uh you know a leader amongst the guys, whether it's just mucking around or whatever it is on field. You can hear him on the field. Yep. He seems set for a massive year. Do you know what? I reckon he's the one that's started to get a real bit of mongrel in him. He's, he's playing with. Well, he's that. always a little bit. He's always a little bit, but I reckon it's been a little bit Guilford, pronounced. Guilford Grammar Boy. Yes. Yeah, well, surprising. Um, but yeah, he's playing with that little bit of sort of um, anger, anger that, which I love, I love. That's what we need. We need him to play like that. And yeah, he's, um, he's taking it on. And everything that he's done pre season has just been 
flat out. Uh, I'm with you. I think he's in for a huge year. So what happened in the preseason? I wonder. I mean, like last year, we've just got this reputation of a team full of nice guys, and then all of a sudden this yep. year, we've had reports of a, a bit of angst in the intra club games. You know, a bit of argy vargy between the teammates, which you love to see at that time oh. of year. Did you read um, that article? No, didn't read it. There's a hole in the no. bucket, dear Eliza, dear Eliza, Eliza Riley. <laughs> you didn't read it. She didn't wrote about it. that exactly what you're talking about. The heated intra club match last when was it Friday week? And absolutely, she's hit the nail on, nail on the head. Like there was just spot fires everywhere, elbows and heads getting shoved into the Coburn limestone. It was, <laughs> you know, it, it, but this is what it, it, it fills me with confidence that, you know, they didn't come this year. There's, yeah. there's a different attitude. There's a different mindset. Um, I mean, you. I think that's what I was kind of referencing before. I think that's what you can see. You can see it in the body language. You can yeah. see it in the physique. Yeah. You can see it in the composure and the time they take with the footy now with disposal. We don't. I, I just thought that was the one thing that stood out from the practice match was just another year older, and it felt like maybe like another five years older. Like it, it really feels like we've had an off season and there was some growth that took place. Well, there'd been some. Yeah, that's right. There'd been some. You know, it's like a they've turned up and they've got an all business focus, all business um, focused mindset. Like you can't, you can't consciously belt your teammates. Do you know what I mean? No. Well, yeah. It, so it's a, it's a, it would have been in the context of the footy. That's right. It's a reactionary, you know, um, act, or it's a symptom of a, a greater, I guess, purpose in mind. So that's what makes you think. Yeah, different year, different year this year where they're, you know, and on top of that, Jodo, um, we know they come back in better, Nick this year than they did last year. They've come back in better. The, the Kings Park runs, the everything that they've they've done, they turned up to the club day one in much better condition. And while that wasn't, you know, ever confirmed, JL said too we much. Did, we did get a bit of an inside yeah. run on that, didn't we? We did. We kind of did. I can't say who, but we did get a... a <laughs> But we did get. But it was obvious a, anyway, and I think, yeah, like you said, JL kind of mentioned he it towards was the end of last it. year, didn't he? Yeah. What do you, what do you say? He said something along the lines of "We're coming back in better nick next year than what we did this year." Yeah, gave away a hint, bit of a hint. Um, yeah. Do you know what though? You know the thing we're talking about, Jordan Clark. All the skirmishes and the incidents over the preseason, the common denominator, Jordan Clark. That was him. He was in everything. So, He's really hard to spot wearing those retro corduroy hats, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> How does that never come off his head? Is he super glued on there or something? Getting tackled and, he, and it stays on. So, um, Jojo, like going back to you, where's Chappie at? Is he another eight to ten away? It sounds like he's in Qatar, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it does too. So, another eight to ten. It's always a concern if you're sending anyone to Qatar or to Germany or to one of these backyard labs where they've got calf blood and God yeah. knows what else sitting in vials on the shelf. Top of the Himalayas. It feels like last chance loon a little bit, it doesn't it? Does, when you, doesn't when it? You, but who knows? I don't know. They sent who did they send? West Coast sent someone there. Someone sent someone there. No, it was um Changuth Giath. It was um the Hawks. Hawks oh, yeah, player. That's right. But yeah, I don't know. You feel sorry for him, don't you? Like he can't get a run at it. No. I think they sent Luke Chewy there too. Yeah, great. Yeah. He's retired. <laughs> No, nah, you feel for Chappie. I mean, like, really he, do. He shows all the ability in the world, and I don't know. He's he's the exact kind of player that we need to get up and running. He's like you know one of those utility types that you can just never have enough of. Yeah, but we just can't get him fit and healthy. Obviously, so yeah, I don't know what to. Say. What do you say? I put it he'd down. Be, I put it down to the mistake of that first preseason game he played against West Coast two years ago, where he. Dislocated his shoulder and we sent him back on. <laughs> it's Trying a, to build it, some resilience. There was yeah, zero resilience built. Yeah. Too yeah. far. We pushed him too far. Can you imagine being him though? Like imagine the heartache oh. and pain that he'd like we all go through tr- struggles in life and yeah. injuries that you gotta recover and recuperate from. Can you just imagine doing that full time for like the last four or five years? Be very just, hard. That'd be so annoying. You just think you you'd want to give it away. Oh, mate, I, I reckon I could do it on a quarter of a million a year or whatever he's on. So <laughs> He's probably on more than that. Probably is. Is he re-signed? No, but I mean, no, uh, I it, you say it, but doing no, it's another thing. It'd be just torment in your head. Like, it would be, be lonely. Well, 
you know, yeah, it wouldn't be great. That's for sure. So, so we wish him the best. But we do. What about good. the? Um, I tell you, it's going to be big this year, Jojo. We kind of touched on him um, earlier, but the jackass combination. Going to be big this well, it's year. It's kind of, it's almost not worth talking about at this point, is it? I mean, that's how good, that's how everybody knows, that's how good it is. How good it's yeah, going to be. They're going to be out. If Darcy stays fit, and yep. he's come back really, really well from that injury because hmm. he, when we saw him, he wasn't that confident that he'd be back up and going at this, like this well at this point in the season. Yeah. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So it's great that he is. And yep. yeah, I don't know. It doesn't really matter if you're Max Gorn or if you're Brody Grundy or. I don't know who are the other good ruckmen these days. Doesn't Anyone. You, yeah. you're, you're not going to be looking forward to Fremantle coming up on the calendar. No, absolutely not. And talking about blokes ahead of the schedule, um, Brandon Walker. Like he's ahead of schedule as well. So, and that's that's really good for us because, you know, as we both believe. We need, we need him. It still surprises yeah. me people like think that he's not a player that we is required in or like a – a player that you would have was one of the first picked in the back line. I just think for our balance, he's absolutely yeah. required back there. Much better team with him in it, you know. Yeah. And then that, that yeah. free, it also frees up Hayden Young to go into the middle when we need him to go in there. So, yeah. he's we um, do, He's got some qualities and he brings some attributes that the other guys don't have. Yeah, that's right. And I get, I get it, he makes some blues and, you know, he's not perfect, but – not everyone is, and as he gets older, he'll develop a bit more consistency. He'll get a bit more awareness of when to take the game on, when to sit back. Yep. I, I, well, he's well and truly worth persisting with and well and truly in our best 22, I would have thought. Oh, and what is he, 22? Yeah. So, yeah. No, absolutely. So, pretty happy, Jodo. I'm pretty happy with where we're at. And I'm, I just think there's – just noticeable differences already. Enough noticeable differences to stave off all the, the doom and gloom that was around. I mean, it's not so much now, but you know, this time of year people start to get excited again. But we went through a period there where people were like, you know, the window's gone, um, we're in strife, we've missed our chance, which was ludicrous. But when you look at what we've done so far this year, I'm I'm Mad keen we're going to have a, a, a much, much better year than we did in 2023. Well, Jai kicked 40 goals last year. What's yep. a realistic expectation for this season? Because it feels unfair to say 50. Oh, absolutely. If he kicks another 40, you know, um, Jackson stays fit. Darcy stays fit. Jackson can be up there. He'll kick, you know, who knows, 20 or 30. Um, Tracy, Tracy yeah. almost needs to deliver the same amount. Probably does. Probably does. You know, Sonny Walters looks like, I mean, he looks that like. That first goal of the game, oh. that, if, if he does that each week yep. and he's just that guy, yep. like that's enough to say keep on playing Sonny, right? Yep. Like he's just in the right spot, right time, free yep. smarts, like crumbing the packs, yep. getting causing trouble, being dangerous. Yep. The bloke who's um, probably under a little bit of extra pressure is my man Sam Sturt. I think – He's the one yeah. that's got to perform because you know there's a, you know they brought in Pat Voss um, who looks like he's going to roll by the way um, but there's a lot of I think Sammy's got to make this his year too Sammy Sturt so and if he can you know um, didn't play didn't play the first half of the um, the match on last Saturday, did he? I think he came on. Mate, to be honest, I can hardly remember seeing him out there. Like, yeah. I remember seeing him take a shot on goal, but that was late. Put a um, really good pass into um, Joy Amos for his second or third, one of the two. But, um, yeah, I think he only played the last quarter or last half. So that's not a good sign for round one. I, think, I would have thought if you're a round one, you're going to be starting that game and then coming out. So well, The squeeze is on the forward line, though, eh? The what? Well, the selection squeeze is on in the forward line. No, that's yeah, that's true. Well, you got your three tolls. Yeah. So you're probably only rotating seven guys through there in terms of like if you're just picking a twenty-two. Yeah. So you'd have Freddie, you'd have Switter. You probably Sonny. wouldn't have Switter, but they definitely will. There's five. Sonny is six. So you, know, you got one spot. You got one spot left. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's right. Um, it's, um, so yeah, so like the midfield, there's spots on to to uh, to get into that forward line. I, I really think Emmett. Well, I know he, you know he didn't have a great season to finish at Peel. Like he didn't have an enormous grand final, which he would have loved to have gone and seen him kick a bag in the grand final. Yeah, but he's one of those guys that, and you can see him from the weekend. He just fits in that setup. He does, and. Like, I know we're going to hear all year about how good Lockie Schultz was and every time he, you know, <laughs> you, yep. you made your video about, you know, any time he does anything half decent, we're yep. going to kick up a fuss about it. But we got enormous value for Lockie Schultz Huge. and I don't think there's any reason to believe that Emmett, whilst he might not do it immediately, can't be a like-for-like replacement for Lockie Schultz at, at worst yep. because I think we're, we're remembering remembering the input of um, Lockie Schultz at his very, very best and not remembering the inconsistencies that he's exactly. had over the course of the last two seasons. Like, he was yep. really good last year for a long patch. Yep. But it wasn't always like that. And no, that's wrong. I think for Collingwood to give up what they did, it's, for mine, it's a bit of the Rory Lobs again where people don't watch Frio games. Like, there's not enough coverage of them. Maybe no one can be bothered. They're watching yep. a bit of the highlights. I just don't understand how you give up that much for him. It's too no, much. No, that's right. They watch the um, the the mini, the Foxtel mini games <laughs> on KO. On KO, that's it. That's all they do. Yeah. I, I agree. Though I think it's uh, it really. I'm not is. bagging shorts, by the way. No, no. I just don't. No. I, just I mean, think that it's replaceable, and yeah. we've got the, like his replacement was already there in a yeah. sense. Yeah, absolutely. Um, something I meant to bring up: the injuries, Jojo. Freddie's done a hammy. Um, it's not serious, though, I don't think. No, but Hammy, you still. Disco's done a knee. And um, Amos had some quad issues earlier this week. Yeah, no, but they're all tra- I think they were all travelled. Uh, like Amos is listed as an emergency to play. They just probably don't want to risk him, or he might play limited minutes, but I think it's fine. Amos travelled to South Australia? Well, he was listed as an emergency in the squad. Uh, okay. What about. The disco didn't travel, though, did he? Well, my dad took my tickets to the game um, last week, and yep. he said he saw him t- doing some run-throughs and warming up. Like, he was a bit ginger, a bit sore, but he looked all right. Well, in the, yeah, but he did it in the game. Yeah. Yeah. Well, come on. Well, if, you're that, if you're that buggered, you're not going to do the changing direction runs and the run-throughs on the side. He's all well, right. after he did the injury. Yeah. What's well, it? It blew it's up. a pre-season. No. It's a pre-season game. It's at Mineral Resources Park. It's a bloody mine yeah. site. It's a- <laughs> this guy stood on Everyone a Everyone should have took the night off and gone to the wrestling. Are you even? Don't try that. That rubbish. You're at <laughs> Sydney's Taylor Swift concert or Brisbane or wherever it was at. So, are you actually in Singapore right now? Are you in Singapore? Yeah, that's why you said no. We can't would, do the pod together. Time being in Singapore. You're in Singapore at the at the. He followed it to Singapore. Um, Jodo, away from the from the oh, it's tomorrow's it's tomorrow's game, isn't it? There's a yeah Friday night. Board. Yeah, what time is that on? Question without notice. <laughs> Knowing our luck, it's going to be on at like ten thirty in the morning. In the morning, yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, it'd be it's just a preemptive to gather round. It'll be played at Glenelg on a yeah. Greyhound racing track. <laughs> Better than Mineral Resources Park. Mine sorry. Um we get to see Jeremy Sharp tomorrow. What do we got? That's five good. o'clock tomorrow and five o'clock tomorrow night, our time. So our time. Yeah. All right. Well, that's good. Yeah. Um Yeah, Jeremy Sharp. We get to see him tomorrow, Jojo. So that's gonna be good. And I'll tell you who I was I saw a bit of in that game the other night. Uh, Josh Draper. If he's not Michael Johnson's he does. He's a ringer, isn't he? God, struggling. movement of the lot. Yeah, really brought it back. The way he kicks the ball, the way he looks, everything. So yeah, so he no, looked no, all right. You'd be happy with that, wouldn't you? Yeah, and your man looked all right, um, Hugh Davies. Yeah, he, I, he's still got to put some meat on the bones. Yeah, but he could get there. Yeah, he looked all right. So he got a new contract, so he must be doing something right. Hmm. Oh, that's right. So um, away from the game. Um, did you see? You probably didn't at the Taylor Swift concert. Um, this Simon Garlic got up and he said, "This is the decade Fremantle fans will remember the most." 
He just added another five years to the plan and hoped no one would notice. So we've gone. You've never, you've never bought a dud share in your life, have you? This is just, this is just what they call averaging game, down. Aver- averaging down, yeah. <laughs> so we've gone from the five-year what strategic plan to the ten-year intentional project or something. So, yeah, uh, it's fine to average down. You just don't want to head. You don't want to be headed to the bottom drawer. No, That's bottom drawer. Bottom drawer is where you got problems. Averaging what? down's fine. No, you don't want to see my bottom drawer. My bottom drawer's no. got its own bottom <laughs> drawer. <laughs> oh man. Jeez. That is averaging down, though, isn't it? It has to be, isn't it? Is that is that really? That's trying to sort of, yeah, okay. We might have said that, but let's just look over here. We've got an extra five years now. So I think if we're going to be fair, I, and they shouldn't have set expectations at the point where they did. I think it was a silly remark to make yep, when he absolutely. when he made it. Hmm. But you can't talk sustainable um, success. Hmm. As well as in the same sentence, like immediate success, and yeah, that's, that's right. what that's like right. a five-year plan is—is is immediate success. So exactly, it's one or, it's one or the other, to be honest. Yeah. And we've actions speak louder than words. Our actions dictated or have said that we're going. You can see we've yeah. prioritised sustainable success by trading out guys like Acres, like guys like Lob, yep. um, season players that have actually helped us in preference to giving younger players opportunities or draft picks. Yep. So we've opted for sustainable success. It's always going to take a little bit longer. It'll mean that instead of the window being slammed shut after mm. two or three years, it'll be open for a lot longer, hopefully. Yep. And we'll have legacy players going into the next period where we've got to rebuild slightly. So we've done the hard yards now. We're through it. Mm. But yeah, I think that that initial expectation that we're going to be challenging for flags, before, what was it, winning 10 flags before 2025 yeah. or whatever it was? Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a little ambitious. It was very, very and, strange, and, it was, it, but it was strange at the time. It's yeah, not right. like it was one. Of, it's even one of those things that, in retrospect, you look back and you think, "Oh, that was a weird thing to say." Now, yeah, it's like no, it was strange at the time. We said that at the time. Kind of thought it. Yeah. yeah. That, why would you do that? Why would you put yourself under that unnecessary pressure? I mean, you. And to be fair, like the one, the one part of the program that could have saved us was the girls, and now that's down the pooper as well. That, we got absolutely no chance. No, that, that completely fell over, didn't it? So, yeah. yeah so and then. You know they abandoned, not abandoned that five-year plan, but the minute they went backwards to go forwards, consciously backwards to go forwards, you knew that five-year plan was, well, we shouldn't have said that. That was. I wonder in doing that, you know, like, I don't think we have really ever had really strong intentions of keeping Rory Lobb. I reckon Blake Aker's probably a different story. I think they thought they could have got him on the cheap. Yep. Like a few of those other guys, I reckon they probably held on to. They probably thought they were going to be more competitive last year than what they were. Yeah. Yep. Oh, um, definitely. Having having older players around. Yep. So I think a few of these guys kind of caught, caught them off guard. But well, for I think the most they, part, I think they've just taken the best decision they can when it's confronted them. I, I don't know. You look back at the trades they've made, the picks they've made, it's hard to argue with too many of the decisions they've come up with. No, that's right. And I think, to be honest, there was a there was a – how many degrees of overachievement in 2022? And I think that affected, to some degree, maybe subconsciously, um, what they thought they could do in 2023. And they put so much faith in, you know, um, the disco holding down that wing. And on some level, it's probably understandable given what he did in 2022. Yeah. <coughs> and you then know? he just disappeared. Yeah. And then they thought they could turn Ethan Hughes into Blake Acres. You know, so there were there were a few things there they probably gambled on that uh, that they lost on, but at the same time, I think we're in awesome shape right now for that next, you know, eight to ten years, whatever you want to call it, that Simon Garlic's talking about. So, and I don't I mean, think I don't think to, the other thing to think about we're looking at the players we've got now. Yeah, like think of all the draft picks, like all the first round picks to That's use right. next year, whether we trade them out for a player or whether we just take the players themselves. Like we're in, we're in just like unbelievable shape in That's terms right. of the way our list is constructed and assets that we've got to trade out if yep. something pops up that we want to we want to go and nab from another club. Well, I don't know that Frio has been in a better state of affairs ever. than right now. No, never. I agree. Hey, show me a club that's got the the the, the high end draft pick talent on its list already that are still young. That then have three first round draft picks in the next draft. It's crazy. probably like Giants and Gold Coast because I think they have about fifteen first round picks every yeah, year. Yeah, different kettle of fish. But yeah, you're yeah. right. But I mean, to do it like we have, 
It's crazy. It's just, it's unheard yeah. of. Yeah, well, we, and, and it's okay to say that, but now we've got to put it together. Yeah, that's right. That's right. We've got to start. Yeah, you can't. Something uh, that has been talked about a little bit, and it's going to be a hot topic unless um, he managed to get his name on the line at some point early in the season is um, JL and his contract. I'd love to see him just resign for, I don't know, you give him another one or two. I know you give him, I'd probably, I'd give him two. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy enough with him, but that's going to be a story. Oh, definitely. But it's, I think it might be more of a story externally than internally. Yeah, I know, but it'd just be interesting to see if it does become a story, whether they wrap it up quick and yeah. But I don't think get it done. To be honest, what they did when they went backwards on that five-year plan and you know what we just spoke about, it's like they didn't succumb to outside noise. They did what they thought was right and ignored the noise and did what they did. I think they might do that again with JL's contract. I think they'll well, hopefully, it. hopefully, I, I love him as that coach. Well, but. the thing is, right? People like all of, all of a sudden think he's lost. He can't coach. You know, twenty twenty two, he was nearly coach of the year, though. and then what? Suddenly, he can't coach anymore. It's not. It's not that simple. I'm. I'm a believer that anomaly. The word anomaly was left out of the external. Conversations and assessments of Frio's twenty twenty three. I really am. I really believe that. I think we over they overplayed it, overcooked it in terms of how bad it was. It, it wasn't great. There's no sugarcoating. It wasn't great. But we were two wins out of the eight. If we were that bad and we were two wins out of the eight. And with all the players that went left and everything that we said, you know, we've run through. I just don't think we're in that bad a shape. I think we're in great shape. So, and I think JL's a vital part of that. So, and we'll get called for being or the club's mouthpiece or whatever else, which couldn't be further from the truth. But yeah, I'm 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 a JL fan. Um, be interesting to start, like that first game against Brisbane. Like you don't want to say it because it sounds dumb, but it probably is dumb. Even to, I'm gonna say it anyway. I just think it's like super important. If they could put in a good performance, not necessarily win, but yep. put in a really strong performance against Brisbane, it, it kind of fulfills the confidence of the group that mm-hmm. the work they've done in the off-season, the talk that the ball movement and the connectivity, like we've got all these words that we're using, like there is substance to it and it's yep. not just hot air. It's not just some kind of PR exercise to appease it, all the, yep. the masses that are criticising the, the game style and the rest of it. But if mm. they can demonstrate – to themselves, that everything they've done and everything their coach has told them over the off-season they've put into practice works. Yeah. Yep. It would be just be massive against a team like Brisbane, who I think at this point in the season could even be premiership favourites. Yeah, yeah, tend, tend to agree. Um, they probably are. If they get Because they have learned to travel a bit better. And I'm with you. We, if we happen to knock them off, and I know, and again, it sounds ridiculous saying you're setting your season up in round one. But it kind of feels like that. It's what like does a, mean in terms of the players buying into what they've yeah, been, yeah, what it, they've been fed? Yep. And like you can only really digest it once you see a result that's have got like meaningful consequences. Yep. And we haven't had that so no, far. No, you know, you've got a practice match against West Coast, and you're playing amongst yourselves so far. So, hmm. and even a, even I think a, that, that confidence you get by getting a result after putting in the hard work yep. can often manifest itself in a bunch of good results to follow, right? Because yep. everyone's reading from the same book. We're all, all, we're all happy. Somewhat, I'm sacrificing this, you're sacrificing that, but yep. we're winning. That's right. No, I'm with you, Jodo. It's, it's vitally important and it's, it's, it's a little bit nervous because if we, if we got spanked, which I don't think we will, but if we did, it has the, the opposite effect, doesn't it? Could have the opposite effect. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We saw last year, like, it doesn't take much to get the season off the rails. We were no. fighting, we were on the back foot for how long oh. like, after losing to North and having these games where you're just like, well, what, St. Kilda. what next? And then yep. before you know it, your game's out of the eight. Yep. And then and you, you get to around 14, 15. Oh, no, we can still make it. We can still make yeah. it. We just need to win this one, this one, this one, this one. Yeah. You're just chasing your tail. That's right. I'm going to be really nervous because I'm going to be talking through my pocket. I've taken that four dollars fifty, Jojo. Do you know it's in the three seventy now? <laughs> three seventy, they're in really? there. Really? Yeah. Well, who was Scoy was talking us up in the um, in the call? He he said there's no way we missed the eight, didn't he? Who said that? Didn't Will say that? Someone said it. Did he? Yes, he was backpedalling because he called 
Tommy Emmett, Josh and Matty Emmett. <laughs> trying to get on board. He, did you hear him? He really was backpedaling. Tommy, Tommy Emmett might be my favourite player, he, he went on to say. He really <laughs> laid it on thick. You, get, you, know, um, you know what I don't like? Breakout season. I hate that term. And everybody's tipping Josh Tracy for a breakout season. And that scares me. That worries me. Because I went back, Joe, I went back and had a look at the stats, ran the analysis, did the numbers. It's never happened. Not once has a prediction of someone having a breakout season resulted in a breakout season. <laughs> he looked at everyone. He's looked at everyone. Looked at everyone, went back through all the games. You've read all the you've read all the heart pieces yep. and then gone and referenced the statistics and it's just never materialized. So you searched on Google, breakout season, and just took down everything. Yep. So it doesn't work. Well, it all depends, hey. It all depends what you um gauge as a breakout season, season. I suppose, and in in what in whose mind. Yeah. To me, he um I remember when we had him on the pod and he kind of got offended when we brought up the idea of him kind of replicating the game of Brody Marchek. Oh, didn't like it, did he? Didn't like it at all. No. But but that's his game. I thought I saw a few glimpses of that, even on yeah the game against West Coast. I'm happy to <laughs> double down on it. <laughs> No, but that's him. That, it is I'm him. sorry. It is him. Yeah. And I don't understand, but, like, we shouldn't be that precious that we can't align ourselves to, you know, another reasonable... No, and I get you want to be your own player. Like, that's, that's fine. It's the correct uh, answer. Come on. But drop, at drop the same time, like... <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> well, that's, that's what Rob used to say at um, Christchurch training. Leave your, leave your ego in the car park. He was talking to the coaches. Yeah. Um, but like you should do. Time. If you're part of a team, you're part of um, whatever. Like, yeah. you do, do what it takes. But I think if we take if we go outside of him personally, like as a result for Fremantle, if you ended up with a player like 60% as good as Marchek in our structure, yeah. like it's 100% what we need. And you can see why JL tried to get him a few years ago. Yes. Yeah. I'm with you. Um, I just like, I reckon he's he's every bit as capable um, physically and like yeah. attribute wise as my check. He can do all that stuff. He can, yep, that's right. So it, um, but yeah, don't put breakout season on his shoulders. We don't need that. That's um, it'll have the opposite effect. So, hey, on um, another another fluff piece, Jojo on Channel Nine this time. Matty Pavlich, what is he doing? He ran out. He ran out with Jared Amos onto, I don't know, if it was Optus or Freeman or wherever it was, um, and they ran through, literally ran through all Jai's strategies that he's worked out, and he acted in them out with him, you know, on this piece. <laughs> do, you, do you remember going back? Was it two years ago? When we accused Kath Lochnan of getting Andy Brayshaw to reveal the whiteboard. Remember that down at? Well, hang on a minute. No, no, no. We didn't. Yeah, we did. No, we we, we didn't. It's a team restump. The restump <laughs> did. I didn't have anything to do with it. But yeah, has so just done that. What are you doing? No, I don't think it doing, makes Pav? any difference, does it? What do you? So, what do you think? Pav's like more sophisticated and more advanced in his tactical analysis than the backline coach at the Adelaide Crows or the Brisbane Lions. I think everyone knows. Don't give anyone a leg up, JJ. Thank you, people. Leg up. Come on, Pat, Come on, I don't doing? think it's 2024. We got like everyone's watching video replays from 50,000 different angles. They've probably got <laughs> drones watching the leading patterns. Like everyone knows what everyone's yeah. doing. Drivers, it doesn't make any difference. Drivers doing those strategies indoors, create crowd and more indoors. <laughs> um, Pat, just, just stick to five pieces holding hands with Bob. Just do that. <laughs> <laughs> you're getting in early this year. You're gone, you're gone for Will. Now you're going for Bob. You're going for Pav. You said we had no content. What are we going to do? we to come up with something. <laughs> I'll tell you what, just off, off us for a moment. This story I love, Brendan Favola. Did you see that? Got, got 26,000 <laughs> in fines. Did you see that? No. That's what he racked up, 26,000. How does that even happen, Jodo? For what? Speeding fines, parking right. tickets, whatever. If I'm five minutes late paying a parking ticket... I get a dawn raid on my house. How can you? How can you rack up twenty six thousand in fines? I don't, I don't understand that. And you're saying that he said, "How'd you find out?" The sheriff turned up to my door. He said, "The sheriff? Where does he live? With the bloody dukes that has a county or something? Like sheriffs aren't a thing, are they? Just the cops or whatever. The sheriff. Oh yeah. How good's that? Twenty six grand. How do you even rack up that much in fines without 
you know, being notified a bit sooner. It's a fair yeah. effort, isn't it? Yeah. He went to the casino at 26 on black at the roulette wheel, and um, <laughs> he's now 52 in the red. So, That's probably not a good person to make no. that kind of joke about, to be honest. No, Didn't he have? Yeah. Oh, you did have a gambling. But so yeah, you've only I got a ga- you've only got a gambling problem if you can't back enough winners. That's the only one. <laughs> it's the only time it's a problem. <laughs> Just do better. I tell you what, if Shaka Zulu doesn't win on Saturday, I'm gonna have a problem because that'll be three straight uh, runs without a, without a win. Ooh. Rob's got, Rob's got to lift his game, I think. You know, that's got Saturday, is it? Yeah, race six, race six, race six, race six. Yeah. What are we What are we thinking? Are we uh, Are we a chance? Well, you're always a chance. Why you, you got the saddle you're, on? You're always a chance, aren't you? You were certainly beat two runs back. When you, yeah, that was a bit un- that was a bit unlucky. But yeah. it was a thousand meters is not his go. No, that's right. He needs a bit longer. He's in the fourteen hundred this week. We're on wages for the week coming up. All right. Hey, I said wages for the week coming up. <laughs> um, I think he's six fifty at the moment. There's a couple of good ones in there. Ooh. We don't, don't know. We'll each see. way. Yeah, yeah, probably each way. There we go. Saturday. Except the jockey jumped off. That's not a good sign, is it, Clint? Jumped he jumped off. Porter was on him last start. Yeah, he jumped off. He's got on to um, Darren McAuliffe's horse. I'm surprised you let him back on after that last run. <laughs> we went down to Binjarra to watch that. We were waiting for the post-match report. He was already in the car on the way home. Gone. He's, off and gone. He's, he's like, gone. Not facing the music. I'm gone. No. <laughs> Put it in the telephone box and left it there. So, anyway, everyone can get one wrong occasion. Yeah, so. or two. We just can't get three. We can't we can't afford a third? <laughs> Tell you about it. I'm reaching the bottom of the barrel for some coins, Jojo. I didn't even I didn't even bet on him last start. Like he he was listed in. I think before we got to the track, we went down to Pinjar and camped at the trainer's house. Mm-hmm. And um, we went to the track. He was paying. Shaka was playing like five dollars twenty for the win. I went to put a bet on before the race started. He's two dollars eighty. Wow. Gee, someone uh, left a, left some money in the bag. Yeah. It's weird how that happens. I was with the trainer the whole time. He didn't talk to anyone. He didn't spruik it. Oh. It's half the, half the quote. Anyway. Formed is this a racing podcast or a yeah, football no. podcast? People don't like gambling, Jojo. Um, no, I tell you what. I tell you what this podcast is, and we've got an early one. We're going yeah. very early. First episode for 2024 of the Neighbourhood Watch. People ask for it, Jojo. People ask for it. I, I didn't want to do it, but they asked for it. Don't ask me to play the jingle. Play the jingle. I can, I can find the jingle. You've got to find it. It doesn't work if you don't play the jingle. You've got to play the jingle. All right. They got the neighborhood. <laughs> they got the neighborhood. <laughs> they got the neighborhood. They got the neighborhood. All right, Jodo. There's the jingle. Jeez, that, was a, that was a beauty. So, um, first one for the year. And look, for those that don't know any new listeners, the, the, the neighborhood watch is the, it's the reach across the aisle. It's the drop the, um, drop all your preconceived ideas and, and your hype and your, your hatred of West Coast. And it's the one time of the year where we say, pat them on the back for doing something pretty well. So with that in mind. go for about 40 minutes tonight. Yeah, no, it's going to. But with that in mind, Nizzy, Jodo, Nizzy had his farewell last night and he was apparently in line to get a gig at St Kilda. Now, I heard, yesterday, heard this morning that it's gone and um, it was never on. So, But he's taken up employment, uh, an offer of employment from Carlisle Hungry Jack's owner, Adam Simpson, to work in the store. <laughs> this is true. Now... You can take your cheap shots at West Coast if you want. I mean, God knows they've taken them over the years. But this right here is what this is what they deserve some credit for. They, what they do that that club do, they really look after one another, you know, in time and need. And over the years, they've developed this, I guess, wonderful, supportive, back-scratching culture. And <laughs> I'm more scratching my head in return in regards to Simo's accumulation of Hungry Jack stores. But look, take nothing away from them. They're a kick upstairs, return the favour, tight nip, 
cabal type family club, and that's something to <laughs> that's something to admire. And and Simo's gone above and beyond here. Nizzy just has to show up his show his face Monday mornings, work the drive through for half an hour, take home four hundred large a year for his trouble. I mean, that's looking after something. It's sort of a thanks for everything he's done for Simo and the club for you know generations. And on top of all that, think about the social credit points Simo and I guess by association, the West Coast Eagles, they'll amass for their, what would you call it, community-minded sort of keeping seniors in the workplace policy. You know, hats off to them. They're in a league of their own in more ways than one at the moment. And I'll tell you what, with all that, with all they've done for Simo, for uh, Nizzy, we could all take a leaf out of the West Coast Eagles book if, you know, they haven't smoked it already. But, you know, good on them, Jodo. Good on them. And all the best to Nizzy. He's been he's been wonderful for that club. So It's feeling a bit like the um John Farnham farewell to uh, the Trevor Nisbet farewell it is, tour, isn't, it? isn't it? It really, well, really I thought is. he retired three years ago. what's happening? I know. I thought it was just gonna be one, you know, okay, I'm done. And then we could use all this stuff. But it was quite dodgy when knowing when to wheel it out. So But we got there, Jojo. We got there, we got use of it. But um I thought you were going to – I didn't had no idea what you were going to talk about. I thought you were going to bring up the um, West Coast turning up to training in the weird like AFLX, like NBA entry kits. Did you see that? Don't get me started. That was enough. If, if, if I followed West Coast, that would be enough to make me unfollow them, I think. You love that stuff. No, but sure, no, come on. For a minute, though, surely. Like, there's certain things that would just trigger you to, to jump ship or to say, okay, hang on a minute, I've had enough. I think for me, that would be pretty close to it. If there's anything we needed to be concentrating on at a footy club like that, it wasn't that. No. When I saw Alex Rance come in- Well, you could do it, but you wouldn't publicize it. No. When I saw Alex Rance come in on the skateboard four or five years ago at Richmond, I'm like, this is this has got bad signs written all over it. And now the West Coasters have adopted, adopted it. Okay, Richmond were winning premierships at the time. Like- West Coast are winning wooden spoons and you're going to do that? And they bring, you know, come on. I don't even like it in the US. I mean, it's, it's Americanization of our sport. It's We don't need more US stuff, you know. Haven't we got enough wars from them that we've joined in on? <laughs> so, no, I'm with you. It's, it's garbage. It's absolute garbage. And um, let's nip that in the bud real quick. Well, I think we're all looking forward to the season starting. I'm very much looking forward to the season starting. I think this is one of the more anticipated um, beginnings to a Fremantle Dockers season I can remember. And it feels real or realer it does. this time than, it, yeah. than it's for it really the season. So I think it, it kind of begins tomorrow night at five o'clock. And that's the one we're looking forward to, taking on our old mate Josh Carr and his mob over at, I think we're even playing at their training ground, Alberton oh, Park. Is that right? Um, yeah, but that'll be a good watch. That'll be a good. We're one. missing a few, but that's all right. Do you know? Do you know? People talk about Lockie Shields being a big loss. Josh Carr was a bigger loss. He was a good big loss, wasn't yeah, he? He was. It seemed. It feels like it. Yeah, he, that was another part of the impact of last year. We lost him at the end of twenty two, so yeah, he was a huge loss. So, but um, I'm I'm still not taking much into account uh, whatever happens tomorrow night. Yeah, no, but I think you see a little bit more of whether the you, game you get a bit real, more, the change, yeah. the change is real, or the. Yeah. The movement or the spread's real. Yeah. Like, even if we lose, you'll still see instances of it. Probably the first probably the first half will be, you know, the most um, most telling because, you know, then you start to manage guys and do what else. So, yeah, we'll see a bit. It, um, yeah, we're obviously looking forward to it, but it, at the end of the day, it's still pre-season. And then we march on to round zero in um, March on March 7th. They balls that up completely, didn't they? <laughs> didn't they? Don't you reckon? Because who was I? This I saw someone say I didn't. I didn't realise um, what had happened, but I knew that we pinched, added round zero to try and get the ratings. Or the uh, because in New South Wales in Vegas, in Vegas, but they're bad. They're yeah. going to be back when that's on. So <laughs> they completely butch, butchered it. So um, I don't. It's just 
pointless and it's added. It's starting to look a bit like the Australian taxation system, the um the add on <laughs> the, the, the fixture, isn't it? It's just like got, it's got stuff tacked on everywhere. Like you've got no idea whether your team's playing this week, yeah. next week, or they got to buy in round eight or yeah. twelve or fourteen. Is there twenty four rounds or twenty five? Yeah. We're not even sure whether we're counting zero anymore. Anymore, yeah. We're still saying it's zero and then there's zero part of round one for your fantasy footy. Is it not? Is it you know we're gonna be, yeah. I think there's that, something to be said for simplicity of just having twenty two rounds and and a game each week, but I think there's. I don't know. I These people get, get paid a lot more money than us, and they're a lot smarter, smarter than us. I'm sure they know what they're doing. I agree with the first part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If we're going to get to a point where the season's going to be a hundred, hundred rounds, and you're going to have twenty three buys, that's <laughs> what's so going to happen. Jesus. All right, Jada, let's get out of here. All right. All right. Well, um, we'll we'll start doing a pot every week. I'm sure. Now that you're back on track, won't we? Well, I was ready for that four weeks ago when you said it. And, yeah, right. Uh, well, until next week when you're ready for it, he's still down with the restomp. Look, I am, if even only because someone has to be. Start wearing purple, wearing purple. Start wearing purple for me now. All your sanity and wits, they will all vanish. I promise. It's just a matter of time, so yeah.